Hi, this is Angie Meadows. And this is Will. So I've made this into like a 90, 100 day study by the time I get done separating. Now we're going to start day five. Come, follow me. Hmm. We have found him, of whom Moses and the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph, in John one That'll be our theme for the day. Come, we know who, who he is. We found him. We finally found him. So when you find the, the peace for your soul, when you find your Savior, you're going to find him. You're going to be excited. So John one forty reads, One of the two which heard Jesus speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He heard John speak. One of the two heard John speak and followed him was Andrew. Simon Peter's brother. So Andrew, his brother was Simon Peter, um, and he heard, he was one of those two that had followed Jesus the day before. And and if I've studied the disciples right and remember it right, Andrew is known for just bringing people to Jesus. <laughs> he didn't do any great great things that were documented other than bringing everybody to Jesus. <laughs> so John one forty one. He first findeth his own brother Simon, and saith unto him, We have found the Messiah, Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. So yes, all of a sudden, uh, Andrew had heard Jesus speak. He had went and stayed with him, and his spirit bore witness with John the Baptist, saying, Yeah, yeah, this is definitely him. We we see him now. This is him. I got to go get my brother. I got to tell my brother. <laughs> so John one forty two. And he brought him to Jesus, and when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Joan. Jonah. Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is, by interpretation, a stone. Hmm. So who brought Peter to Jesus? Uh, Andrew. Andrew brought Peter to Jesus. And Jesus renamed Peter? Cephas. The stone. Yeah. So... Uh, maybe before that time, Peter was not a stone. Maybe he was yeah, shifting and maybe um, unstable. But now, uh, when Peter comes to him, he says, from this point on, you're going to be a stone. You're going to be a rock. So John 1, 43. The day followed, Jesus would go forth into Galilee and find a Philip and said unto him, Follow me. Okay, so now we've got three disciples. We've got Andrew. We've got Andrew that went and got Peter, his brother. And now Jesus is going after another disciple. And that disciple is Jesus. Or that disciple is Philip. And what did Jesus say to Philip? Uh, there he is. Jesus told Philip to follow me. Mm. So have you heard the master call you? Have you heard him say, follow me? And have you obeyed? A lot of times we hear the voice. If you've ever gone to the altar, if you've ever stepped out in faith and gave your heart to Jesus, you have heard the voice of God. Because you can't respond uh, to salvation if you're if you're not drawn there so as you're drawn to the lord i want you to be able to recognize that oh i am hearing him and then that's the command to come and then there's that command to follow so after you have gone to the altar i want you to be able to hold 
that. I want you to be able to hold it by continuing to be discipled and to follow. Because see, he's given these commands, and they're following him. They're going to mm-hmm. come, and they're going to ab- dwell with him, abide with him, follow after him, let him teach him for three years. So in John one forty four, what does it say? Now Philip was from Bethsaida. The city of Andrew and Peter. Huh. He was from the same town. Uh, he was from Bethsaida. And now John 1.45, who did Philip find? Nathaniel. Mm-hmm. And saith unto him, We have found him, of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Well, look at that. So they're saying we found him. So there was something about Jesus' will that was different. There was something that they recognized in him that pricked their interest, that helped them see that he was the Messiah. And the first person that started it was John the Baptist saying, I'm the witness. I saw the dove. And once the Holy Spirit landed on Jesus, now the others could feel it. Now the others could see it. And so when they came near him, they were like, oh, we found him. He's the Messiah. We have found him. So when you're um, listening to people talk about Jesus, if it sounds foreign, if it sounds crass or crude or unbelievable, you might not have saw him with the Holy Spirit. You might not have drawn near enough to have heard that witness. So ask the Lord to be that witness in your heart, to send you a witness that you may see Jesus. So John one forty six. And Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? <laughs> Philip saith unto him, Come and see. Yeah, so Nathanael's got some doubts here. He's got a few doubts. And uh, uh Philip's just saying, come and see, come and see. So these men did not know that Jesus was born in Bethlehem. They only knew that he was raised in Nazareth, and they had a saying that nothing good come out of Nazareth. (laughs) But Jesus was born in Bethlehem, and they knew that the Messiah had been prophesied that he would be born in Bethlehem. And it was, um, if you look at the prophecies of Jesus, uh, there are so many prophecies that he fulfilled uh, in the Old Testament about the Messiah more than what would ever be uh, consequences or, uh, you know, coincidences. I think that's the word I'm trying to, I'm looking for. So John one forty seven. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no gall. In, in whom is no guile. No so guile. The, yeah, the word guile is deceit. So he, Jesus saw Nathanael coming and said, Behold, an Israelite with no deceit. There's there, so if he does if I don't have a deceit in my heart, that means I have a pure heart. So he's able to see who Jesus is when he gets there because his heart is pure. So let's look at John one forty eight. Nathanael said unto him, Whence knoweth thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee when thou wast wast under the fig tree, <laughs> I saw thee. Yeah, sometimes you have to take the King's James and flip it in your own words <laughs> so that you can understand it a little better. And it really doesn't matter what version of the Bible you study. It matters whether or not you can understand it. And so I can remember um, reading the Bible and then closing my Bible and having no clue what I read. 
And I said, Lord, if that's your word, would you make it come alive in my heart? I mean, I'm very dutifully disciplining myself to read it, but it makes no difference. I walk away and don't know what I read. So I asked God for that um, spiritual awakening so that I could understand his word, so that it would come alive. And when I did, my friend handed me an NIV. And so I read the NIV from cover to cover within the, just a couple of weeks, and then I could read any version and I knew what it was going to say because it come alive in my heart. So there's this point where you put your hand to the plow and you don't look back, where you say, God, I'm coming forward with you. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how persecuted I am. I don't care how people talk about me. I, I'm going to seek you until I find you. <laughs> and now you're going to be able to be surprised with this um, beauty of the Holy Spirit. Your eyes will be open. And so Nathaniel was surprised by Jesus' statement because Jesus says, or Nathaniel says, How do you, Jesus, know me? And Jesus responded, I saw you under the fig tree before I even got here. <laughs> so let's see what Nathaniel's reply was in John 1, 49. Nathaniel answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. So Nathaniel must have been praying underneath that fig tree or talking to God about the Messiah, or there was something that happened under that fig tree, and once Jesus said to him, I saw you under that fig tree, he automatically uh, recognized Jesus, his spirit come alive. So Jesus is discussing with him a spiritual eye. I saw you in the spirit. Uh, Nathaniel, I saw you before I ever got here. So let's look at John 1, 50. Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believeth thou, thou shalt see greater things than this. Okay, so because, than yeah, this, yeah, than these. <laughs> because Nathaniel's reward was immediate, uh, because of Nathaniel's reward, he because of Nathaniel's belief, his immediate reward uh, was that he was going to have spiritual eyes too, that he was going to see greater things. So let's look at what these greater things are that Nathaniel was going to see. And he said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter ye shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascend and descending upon the Son of Man. So Jesus gave him an example of a spiritual eyes when he first met him. He said, Nathaniel, I saw you under that fig tree. And immediately, because maybe because his heart was pure, because there was no deceit or guile in it, he recognized, oh, that's the Messiah. Now, we don't know what transpired underneath that fig tree, but we know that there was no deceit in Nathaniel, that he was talking to Jesus, and that the Holy Spirit was communing with his spirit, and he immediately was able to receive Jesus and become that, have that power to become the Son of God. And then look at that. Jesus blessed him with a spiritual eye because of his belief. And he said, you will see greater things than just me seeing you under the fig tree. You're going to see angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. And how precious is that, that Nathaniel got spiritual eyes because he believed. So Andrew recognized that Jesus was the Messiah, and his job was to introduce others to Jesus. Peter came, and he was renamed as a rock. Philip answered the call to follow me, and Nathaniel was a man without any guile, without any deceit, and he received the gift of spiritual eyes. 
So now at the end of chapter one, we have found four disciples. Andrew, Peter, Philip, and Nathaniel. So in these studies, I want you to quiet the noise in your heart. I want you to ask God for a pure heart. I want you to ask Him to help you to be excited to introduce others to Jesus, and maybe even to give you a new name and to listen for that new name. And then just write down what you hear, because, Will, if I'm not listening, God's speaking. He's always speaking, but I'm going to miss it. I'm going to think it's me. I'm going to think it's the noise. Other noises are drowning it out. I'm going to be a little confused. But if I'm listening, if I'm asking him a question, Lord, do you have a new name for me? (laughs) Lord, do you have a life scripture for me? Do you have a life verse that that I could rehearse over me that would always give me peace? And um, as you ask God for these things, then your ear is going to be tuned where you'll be able to recognize his voice. So let's uh, compare and contrast Jesus and John. Fullness. Yeah, Jesus is the fullness. Grace and truth. Mm -hmm. Jesus declares the Father, takes away sin, baptizes with the Spirit. Preferred. Yeah, he's preferred. So he is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin. And John says... I am not the Christ. But he calls for? Repentance. And he's a witness to? The Messiah. (laughs) And he's the voice? Crying in the wilderness. And he baptizes? With water. And he's the spirit of? Elijah. Yeah. So I want you to write out your prayers. I want you to ask God for spiritual eyes to be able to uh, lead others to him, to be able to have a heart without any guile, to be able to press into the Word. And you know, when you first start studying the Word, uh, it's like a dry crust. It uh, it needs some honey. It needs some sugar. It needs some milk. It needs something. It needs some jelly on that bread. Uh, but it's not. It's just a dry crust. And as you come and as you eat the bread of life, now it's going to grow and it's going to give you light in your heart, light in your eyes that you can see different. You can see with spiritual eyes like Nathaniel saw. And then it's going to become sweet to taste. Taste and see. And as you start tasting the Word of God, as you start coming into Him, as you start asking the Lord to draw you unto Him, because uh, no man comes to the Father except he's drawn by Him, and draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. So there's... there's um, two things there. No man can come unless he's drawn, and yet in the book of James he's saying, draw near to me, and then I'll draw near to you. So there is God's responsibility of of, of bringing us to him, and then our responsibility to respond and to come. To come, to follow, to obey, to abide, to bring our hearts to Jesus, to say, would you give me your fullness? Would you give me grace and truth? Would you take away my sin? Would you baptize me with your Holy Spirit that I might be able to follow you, that I might be able to know you and to know you more and more each and every day, that my faith may grow, that I may be in the power of a living God to become adopted into the family of Christ. And this was Angie Meadows. And this is Will. (laughs) And this was chapter one of John. So this was five days. And when we get this book published, um, there's questions at the end of every day. There's space to write prayer. And I hope you use this for your Bible studies.